0: ...white robes of a druidical cut and flavour. He was of a remarkable appearance, having a great mane of silver hair, large sunken eyes and black brows. The doorkeeper and the two acolytes went down on their knees. The priest closed his eyes, and Nigel walked into the hall. There seemed to be an empty seat in the far corner. He made for this, and had slid into it when a flicker of light, the merest paling of gloom, announced the return of the priest. For several minutes the noise was intolerable, but gradually it revealed itself as a sort of a chant. Next to Nigel was a large lady with a shrill voice. Ey, <coughs> she chanted. Nigel looked about him. The house of the sacred flame resembled, in plan, any Anglican or Roman church. Knave, transept, sanctuary, and altar all were there. Having seen this much, Nigel's attention was arrested by a solitary voice of great beauty. The Reverend Jasper Garnet had mounted the pulpit. Afterwards, when he tried to describe this part of the service to Chief Detective Inspector Alain, Nigel found himself quite unable to give even the most general resume of the sermon. He no longer felt the weight of his body on the seat. In short, he had his first experience of partial hypnotism, and was well under way when the large lady gave utterance to a stentorian sneeze and an apologetic gasp. Back to earth he came just as Father Garnet spoke his final period. "'You are entering into a new life. There is no evil. Let go your hold on the earth. Ecstasy, it is yours. Come, come.' DRINK OF THE FLAMING CUP!" The priest had gone to the altar, and, from a monstrance, he drew out a silver flagon and a jewelled cup. A flame shot up from within, burned blue, and went out. In the front rank a woman leapt to her feet, ran up the chancel steps, and with a shrill hail, fell prostrate under the torch. Suddenly, perhaps at some signal from the priest, they were all silent. The woman stretched both her hands out, and the priest gave her the cup. The wine of ecstasy give you joy in your body and soul. Touray The holy madness of the flame possess you Hail Turai Turai The cup flashed as it dropped to the floor. Her face twisted into an appalling grimace. Her body twitched violently. She pitched forward like an enormous doll, jerked twice, and then was still. My friends, our beloved sister has been vouchsafed the greatest boon of all. She is in ecstasy. Let us sing our hymn to Pan, the God in all. A scream rang out. A dowdy woman stood with her head thrust forward and her mouth wide open. She's dead. I touched her. She's dead. Miss Wade, quiet. I won't be quiet. She's dead. Wait a moment, said a placid voice near Nigel. I think I had better have a look at this lady. But Dr. Kasbeck... Nigel, unobserved, came up with the group under the torch. He had the sensation of walking onto a stage and joining in the action of a play— The doctor knelt by the prostrate figure. The woman had fallen half on her face, and head downwards across the chancel steps. At the corners of the mouth were traces of a rimy spume. The cheeks were cherry red, but the rest of the face was livid. She may have been in a state of ecstasy, but she was, undoubtedly, dead. "'This is tumble-tumble,' murmured a commercial-looking gentleman. He revealed himself an American." "'You'd better get rid of your congregation,' said the doctor abruptly. "'Wait a moment.' Nigel heard his own voice with a sensation of panic. Has this lady died naturally?' "'As you see, I have only glanced at her.' Is there any doubt?' "'What do you mean?' demanded the priest. "'It's the mouth and eyes, and—and the smell. I don't think anybody should leave.' The doctor returned his look calmly. I think you are right. Tell them to sit down. My friends, the magnificent voice rang out firmly, will you all return to your seats and remain quiet?